Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you have a desire on your heart to go deeper with God in prayer? Do you sense that God may be inviting you to develop a stronger friendship with Him in your interior life, in your prayer life? Maybe He's inviting you to pray every day, to really make that a priority, to, to be consistent. And, and, and by prayer, I'm talking about here more than just saying prayers like the Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, or devotions like the Rosary or the Divine Mercy Chaplet. These are all good, important to have as a part of our spiritual life. But I'm talking about a deeper conversation with the Lord. Do you know how to have a deep conversation with God? When I'm talking about daily prayer, I'm talking here more than just uh, listening to prayers. You know, I know today there's a lot of great online resources and apps that can help us with prayer, but I'm talking about something more than that. I'm talking about meeting God, meeting God, whether in the chapel or at home, but meeting him in your heart. Sometimes when I'm traveling, I'll meet people and we talk about prayer. I'm often presenting on prayer at parish conferences and things like that. And I'll meet people and ask them about their prayer life and what their struggles are, their challenges are. And what I pick up on is that there's a lot of Catholics out there that say, oh yeah, I pray. I, I pray when I'm in the car. I pray while I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, that's my prayer. Or I pray when I'm listening to Catholic radio, or I like listening to prayers online. And, and again, this is all good. It, it's good to have good things to fill our minds with and a lot of great resources out there, but I'm not talking about that today. Today I'm talking about what Pope Francis puts his finger on, what he calls the deep breath of prayer. He says that the soul needs prayer like the body needs oxygen. And he's talking about that cultivation of a deeper interior life. Do you take that 15, 20 minutes a day, maybe 30 minutes a day if you have more time, but at least 15, 20 minutes a day of quiet time, time for intimate conversation with God? I think one of the reasons we don't go deeper with God in prayer is that many of us aren't sure what to do. What do I do if I show up and just sit in the adoration chapel or I pull out my Bible at home? What do I do when I'm praying? Today, I want to talk about some basics. I want to, I want to talk about how to pray. How do I go deeper with God in prayer? Many times we could feel like St. Paul, who once said, Lord, we don't know how to pray as we ought. If you've ever felt that way before, know that the great apostle St. Paul felt that. St. Paul, who had mystical visions of Jesus Christ, who was the great apostle, the great evangelist in the early church, he admitted that he wasn't sure how to pray. He had struggles. But the good news of St. Paul and all the saints that had struggles in their prayer is that they remained faithful. They continued to try, and they made time for prayer, quiet time for prayer, a priority in their daily lives. And I want to share some just basics from the Catholic tradition on how to pray. So welcome to the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I want to give a shout out to any new listeners joining us here for the first time. Thank you so much for checking out the show. I also want to just make a comment on something my wife and I were talking about way back in October. Some of you may remember we were doing the series on marriage, and then in late October or early November, we did a, a little series related to sexual intimacy, marital intimacy, and we asked for questions, and we did a Q&A episode, and we got so many questions 
questions in. And so I just want to take a moment to thank all the people that brought in their questions. And there were so many. We did one episode going after the Q&A. And I, I want to assure you, we got many more questions that came in after that, after we had recorded it. So if your question wasn't answered, I want you to know we're, we're going to come back and cover this probably after the new year. So stay tuned up ahead. We're going to do a part two Q&A based on the many real heartfelt questions around marital intimacy from husbands, from wives, from couples together. And we'll, we're going to come back and do a Q&A on that in January as well. So thanks for those questions and keep on the lookout for that in the new year. But coming back to prayer, I want to talk about some basic things. I want to talk about how to prepare yourself for prayer, because I think sometimes we just show up and 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 we don't really take the, the proper time to, to prepare our hearts for prayer. And then I want to talk about what to do when we're praying. So uh, this is going to be some very nuts and bolts things that are important for all of us, whether you're brand new and you're you're just trying to get your prayer life started and you've never really had a consistent prayer life, or you're someone that's been praying for a long time and you need to kickstart, you know, re-energize your prayer life maybe, or, you know, maybe just a, a, little, a little refreshed, a reminder of some of the basic things that help us to show our love and our devotion to our Lord Jesus but also to prepare our hearts to receive whatever it is he may want to give us in our prayer life. He wants to bless us when we come to him in prayer. He wants to sometimes encourage us. Sometimes he wants to comfort us. Sometimes he wants to point out something to us, give us a little insight, a little guidance in our life. Sometimes he wants to challenge us on something. Sometimes we may go to prayer and sense he's calling us to repent of something, to make a change, uh, or to to give up something, maybe even to to go in a different direction that we've been going in life and to break from a certain habit, a bad habit that we've developed. Uh, God uses prayer for so many ways in our lives to draw us closer to Him, because the whole life of a disciple, our spiritual life is a journey. It, it's not just, hey, I'm Catholic and I'm Orthodox, I go to daily Mass, I listen to podcasts, I read the Bible and I'm in a small group. It's not about just going through the motions, it's about what is that next step God is inviting me to take in my relationship with him. And so I want to talk about how important it is to prepare, to make sure we enter into that space, that time of prayer properly. And I think one of the most important things we need to do is set a time. We need to set a time. I mentioned at the beginning this idea that Pope Francis said about the soul needs prayer like the body needs oxygen. Are you convinced of that? Are you convinced that your soul really needs this time in prayer? And again, he's not talking about just saying vocal prayers or devotions or listening to something. He's pointing to that quiet time, that time of, of intimacy with your Lord, where you open up your heart to him, you're listening to him, maybe you're reading something from scripture. We're going to talk more about those basic kinds of prayers as we move on. But but I think it's really important if we don't make it a priority, if we don't make daily prayer, time in our schedule, a priority, we don't schedule it, it it's likely not going to happen. We're not just going to stumble into prayer. Oh, prayer just kind of happened today. I mean, that, that can happen occasionally. But if we want a consistent relationship with Jesus, if we want to go deeper in friendship with him, deeper in prayer, we've got to make it a priority and schedule that time, put it in the schedule. Jesus, we know, he prayed early in the mornings. That's how he prayed. You, you read the scriptures, we see over and over again, he's getting up early in the morning and he goes off to a quiet place and he seems to pray often in the morning. You also see him pray in the middle of the day, you see him pray in the middle of the night, but many times he started his day in prayer. And I'll tell you, many of the great saints say that's the best time 
Now, maybe your life situation doesn't allow it. Maybe you just had a baby. You need to sleep when you can, but you can pray maybe when you're nursing the baby or you, you do it at a different time in the day. You know, we have different life situations, so I don't want to impose that on everyone, but I do want you to know that the saints do say that the morning is consistently the best time to fit it in, to start our day with the deep breath of prayer. I want to share with you just in my own life, I can tell you just I, I've had a really crazy busy fall. It's probably been the, the busiest season I, I can remember having <laughs> in quite a long time, at least. I think a lot of what's happened is there was, you know, it's the making up of what, of 2020 and 2021. So with so many events canceled, pilgrimages canceled, they're all packed in here now this fall, and that'll continue a little bit at the start of the new year. And then I think I'm hoping things will level off uh, for my life. So it's, I've been stretched and I've been getting my prayer time in each day, but I have to tell you, because of the the crazy schedule and with travel, I've been you know trying not to get sick. So I, I noticed myself sleeping in a little more and not praying as early as I used to. And then I started noticing that my prayer, I'd only get a little bit, like half of my prayer time in in the morning before I left for work. And, uh, and, and I normally like to stop at a chapel on my way to the office because <laughs> I know once I get up to the focus office, it's, I've got a million meetings. People always have questions and there's always so much going on. I like to pray before I even walk into that building. And I do often visit the chapel there too. And it's wonderful. We have masses and rosaries and Divine Mercy chaplets going on. It's like a little monastery up there, which is really awesome in many ways. But the pace of of the office life is really busy. And so I started noticing as I was only getting some, on, on some days, I wouldn't get my full time of prayer before I went into the office. And I was trying to get the, I was trying to work in a little bit more during the day there, or I was doing it at the end of the day or when I came home. And it was just like my prayer was getting broken up and that was happening for a, a good few weeks there. I just, you know, was talking about it with my spiritual director and I just wanted to make that as one of my big Advent resolutions was just, you know, I want to get back to just getting that prayer time in all at once at the very beginning and starting my day well. And I, I can tell you it's made a great difference. I feel more peaceful. I feel more ready to go into my day and give the best of myself to work. I want to be clear, it wasn't that I wasn't praying. It was just that my prayer time was was broken up. And, and that's happened occasionally, but I noticed for about three, four weeks where it was happening several times a week. And I didn't, I didn't want that pattern to start to take root more in my, my daily life. Now, some of you may be hearing this and just thinking, wow, how am I going to get all this prayer time in? Dr. Shree's talking about 15, 20 minutes a day, at least. And, you know, I'm, I'm so busy. I have so much going on. Is that possible? You know, again, I think if we realize how important prayer is, we're going we're gonna to make that a top priority. There's a great analogy we used to use in Focus in the early days, and here it is. It's this, that if you, you can take three quarter cups of rice and three quarter cups of beans, and, and you can mix those together in just one cup, and it'll all fit. Isn't that amazing? Three quarter cup of, of rice and three quarter cup of full of beans, and you could put it together, and shouldn't that be one and a half cups? You know, how do you fit it all in one cup? You know what you do? You put the beans in first. If you put the beans in first, then all the rice, which is the smaller pieces, can fill in in between the gaps, and, and you can get it all in. And so the analogy is, we got to put the beans in first in our life. If you feel stretched, you feel overwhelmed at home with all that's happening with the kids, you feel stretched with all that's happening at work or all that you're doing in the parish, you just have a lot going on, put the beans first, make Jesus first, fill him in first, 
and he will bless you. I know that's that I can see that all throughout my life, and especially in the last few weeks here as we've entered into Advent, how that's been really helpful for me. I pray that'll be a blessing for you. Schedule that time, put it in first, get it in your schedule, and don't let anything else creep in. Your time with God is most important. Now, second thing to do is find a find a quiet place to pray. It could be in a church. You can go into your church and pray before the tabernacle and the Blessed Sacrament there. You can pray if your church has a little adoration chapel where, where Jesus is exposed in the Eucharist. You can go pray there. That's wonderful. Or if you have a quiet place in your home, maybe you're just your life situation is it's hard to like drive all the way off and find a chapel and you're, you're busy, whatever, and, and, and you can only do it at home. You know, don't, don't let the ideal of being in front of the Blessed Sacrament keep you from what's really essential, and that is daily prayer. I've, I've heard this before. People just say, well, I can't get to a chapel, so I just didn't pray today. It's like, whoa, no. <laughs> you can pray wherever you are, wherever, whatever you're doing. You, you can pray. You can work it in at home. Uh, you can find a place outdoors. You can close your door at the office during a lunch break. I've, I've done that many times. I've prayed during my lunch break uh, at an office, not just like a place like the Augustine Institute or Focus, but even when I had my secular job working in, in the corporate world, I remember sometimes I would close the door and I would pray in my, my office during the lunch break. You know, you can pray anywhere. I remember praying at kids' soccer practice games or, or they're, were they warming up for their games early on a Saturday morning. So I drive my kid early in the morning, drop him off. He's got to warm up for 45 minutes and I use that time to pray in my car. We can pray. I've prayed many times on airplanes. You know, it's actually kind of nice. There's like white noise in the background. <laughs> you know, the plane just makes this beautiful white noise. I could drown everything out and just really concentrate and pray sometimes. So the key is Find a place, and ideally what you want is a place where you can be consistent, where most of the days this is where you're praying, whether that's at home, it's in your study room, it's in your bedroom, it's at your local church, it's at a chapel on the way to your office, wherever that is, find a quiet, peaceful place that doesn't have interruptions, doesn't have distractions, and you can be present to God. Third, you can't just find a time and find a place. You can have the quietest time, the quietest place. But if you're not quiet on the inside, you won't be present to God in prayer. So what do you do? How do you, how do you quiet yourself interiorly? Well, I think it's important to close the door wherever you're at, or you know, if you, you know, just don't have distractions around you, close your screens. Don't pray with you know, the TV in front of you or the, the computer on in front of you. Put your devices away. I, I've heard from so many people who've said, they've admitted, how distracting it is to pray, you know, and have their phone with them while they're praying. When they hear the buzzes, they hear the, you know, the beeps, and and it's just so distracting. Not just for you if you're in a chapel, you're distracting other people, but for yourself, turn your phone off. Just turn it off. You don't. You turn your phone off so you can turn your heart on to Jesus and be fully present to Him. It, there's something different that happens when you actually do that and you turn your phone off, and it's just not. You're not even aware, you know, it, it, really, you could break away for 15 minutes. And if there's some emergency, they'll get a hold of you right when you're done with your 15 minute prayer time. You know, you we really can do this. People for 2000 years have prayed, you know, they don't holy hours without cell phones and people needing to connect with you right away. Give some space in your life, in your daily schedule, 
exclusively to Jesus. Put those devices away, put the to-do lists away. We, we can't be present to God if we're constantly worried about problems at work, worried about who might be contacting us, worried about problems at home or projects, or we have shows or songs in our head all the time. We want to be able to be present to God. Okay, so now what do you do? When you actually show up for prayer, first thing to do. So you've set the time, you've set the place, you try to quiet yourself interiorly by putting away your devices and putting away distractions. How do you actually begin? That's what we're going to talk about next. First, make the sign of the cross. You know, if you're in in a chapel, you're in front of the tabernacle, in front of the blessed sacrament, genuflect, of course, but maybe you're just praying at home and you you can kneel when you do that, or you can sit in your chair, but make the sign of the cross. When we make the sign of the cross, we're entering a great tradition going all the way back to the early church where we call on God's name. We say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and in scripture to invoke God's name is to invoke his holy presence. So we're inviting his presence in this time that we're setting apart for prayer. So, so important that we begin every prayer, begin with a sign of the cross, and then take a few moments to quiet yourself. Like I just mentioned, just, just to kind of quiet yourself interiorly and be aware of God's presence with you. That right at this moment, God is there. I want you to do it right now. Right now, just, just pause. I'm going to pause right here. And I want you just in the silence of your hearts, realize that Jesus is there. Just recognize him. You know, God is always with you. He's always with you. But what you're doing when you actually pause in prayer and you make the sign of the cross, then you take this moment to just be aware of his presence. It's like we're setting aside all of our worries, our tasks, our burdens, and and we're we're recognizing the God of the universe is with me. And he's really with me when I'm in front of the Blessed Sacrament in his real presence. But his presence is still there in, in my in my soul. He's working in my in my life still through grace. I just want to be present. It reminds me of that scripture verse from the Old Testament, be still and know that I am God. So before I can really enter into conversation with God. I want to make the sign of the cross, invoke his presence, and then I want to just take a few moments, a few minutes to just be aware of his presence. I remember a beautiful prayer. Jesus, I believe that you are here. I believe that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you. So we, 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 can, we can say that in front of the Blessed Sacrament in a profound way, but, but he is present right with us right now. And he's thirsting for me. He's longing for my attention. He wants my thoughts. He wants my heart. He wants me to listen to him. And so it's a great thing to do to just take a few moments and be aware of God's holy presence. Now, what do you do next? Now you can begin your conversation with God. And there are so many things here I'd like to talk about in terms of what you do in some basic ways that you can foster that conversation with God. But what I'm going to do is pause. And you have to wait till part two of this series on how to pray. <laughs> so stay tuned next week. So today was all about just the preparation. What do you do to properly prepare? And again, I think a lot of you may know these things, but I'll tell you, just even me taking time to read the catechism, read some of the of the saints in preparation for what we're doing here today, it's helped me sharpen my own game with the Lord to give him the best when I'm coming, to make sure that I have that time, that place. But also I'm, I'm quieting myself interiorly. I'm making a good sign of the cross and being aware of his holy presence. That's the, 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 these are really easy things all of us could do. But what we're going to do next time, I want to talk about, I want to talk about four key ways 
that we can have a conversation with the Lord. Four simple things that you can do, and whether you pray for just three or five minutes, whether you're playing for 15 to 30 minutes, where you're doing a whole holy hour. These are four basic things that the church holds up, four ways to pray. We're going to talk about adoration. We're going to talk about confession. We're going to talk about the great prayer of thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the great prayer of supplication, where we present our needs to the Lord. Uh, again, these are basic things in, in the Catholic spiritual life, but it's so good to go back to the ABCs and appreciate what the saints and what the catechism of the church is holding up for us so that we can live this relationship of conversation with God in prayer. That's what we'll look at next time. Thanks for listening. And again, you can always find me if you have any questions on my website, edwardsfree.com. That's edwardsri.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.